0: recently, Um, We have a house, nice house, small house, single-family home. It's nice, it's nothing crazy, but it's our home. I'm proud of it. Two months ago, find ourselves in a situation, like anybody, hey, we got a little backup in the basement. We got a little stuff coming out from the clean-out. We got a little, you know, hate to say it, piss. Sewage feces coming from the floor drain. Yeah, it's a problem. I forgot to rot it, it was on me. Anyways, we go get it done. Guy comes out, rots it. No big deal, working fine. Two months goes by, and now I find myself in the last couple days cleaning out again sewage coming up from my floor. Now, here's the problem it's an old home. All right. The plumber said when he came to ride it out, Hey, Dom, like, listen. We could keep rotting this, but this is going to continue to happen. You're just, you're just patching a hole right now because you got an old home, and, and what we should really do is we need to fix the main line so you can rot it from the front. Now, that's expensive. That's thousands of dollars. But I can't keep cleaning up my basement floor on a consistent basis. I can't keep watching a goddamn baseball team win 70 games every year. I need to invest. I need to cut the check. I need to be an adult. Because, hey, when when I put the main line in, when we fix the main line, is my house going to be worth $5 million? No. When we sign Carlos Correa, if we sign Carlos Correa, if we put our big boy pants on to sign Carlos Correa, will we go to a World Series automatically? No. But you gotta start investing your money. You gotta start investing in the things that you need on a consistent basis if you wanna be a successful household, if you wanna be a successful baseball team, if you don't wanna clean feces off your goddamn floor like an absolute maniac lunatic. God bless!
1: Alright, thanks everyone for being here. I'm not gonna take a ton of your time. I know there's a lot of things happening, there could be news that's breaking. While we're on this, um, and I gotta make dinner here shortly. Nonetheless, I appreciate. Uh, hopefully, I appreciate uh, the takes that that people have when they come on here. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Getting right to it. Wolf Contreras news that was tough today. Um, the fact that John Lester was helping the Cardinals. You know, some fans are saying that um, he's just vouching for his friends. Others might say that it's a backstab in the Cubs. I don't know if I'd go that far. That little wrinkle getting into it was tough as well. The Bellinger news, the tie-on news, and then I think right now really why I wanted to do this is because I think we are at the precipice of Jed's time here running the Cubs. Really Jed's time as a – you know, front office executive with the Cubs. And it's really gut check time, whether or not, you know, it's going to be Correa or if it's the, I hate to say it, consolation prize in Dansby Swanson. Um, so I want to hear people's thoughts. Uh, but it is, uh, man, we're, we're at a really tense point in time because as I tweet out earlier and as Marquis tweeted out earlier, you look at the projected lineup right now, even with the two additions, it doesn't look great. We need a shortstop and we need a shortstop bad. We need a couple bats very badly. Um, so that's why I want to hear people's thoughts as we go through this.
2: All right. Yeah, everyone can start requesting in. We'll start bringing you on one by one. to Ask questions or give your takes um, while everyone's requesting in. Fred, your quick uh, take on the following topics. One, Wilson Contreras, I feel like we've been beating it like a dead horse because it's been since like last year, but yeah, and then now it's coming in the middle of free agency, so it's everyone kind of forgets about it. Um, quick thoughts 30 I think, seconds on the I Wilson, just think Jed was the never
1: sold on him. I mean, we would do this all summer long and talk about, well, why aren't they negotiating with him? Why aren't they trying to meet? Why aren't they trying to make an offer? I just think Jed was never sold, and I know, and I've said it multiple times, Wilson was looking for something that was if not at, maybe a little below what Rio Muto got. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. And the fact that the market was what it was, I mean, I think it's a good, obviously it's a good deal. I mean, he just got $87.5 million. That's nothing to uh, scoff at, but it's not the, you know, he's not setting the top of the market. And I think that's something that the Cubs definitely could have done if they wanted to, and Jed never wanted to. It. it I, I think of all the, the core four guys, that, w- that might be as clear as ever in terms of, I mean, you could argue the Chris Bryant stuff, uh, how easily we can forget how that was handled or mismanaged, whatever you want to call it. But um, I just think Jed was never, if you want to say impressed, if you want to say sold, if you want to use whatever other term, he just was not about it. And I'm not saying he doesn't like Wilson personally. I'm not saying he doesn't think he's a good player, but he just did not see Wilson as the guy here for the next five years and you know Wilson could go on and have a really solid time with the Cardinals and it could hurt um Jed could be right though but you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let let us see that through in terms of the decision my biggest thing is you know if you're if you're not gonna pay Wilson if you're not gonna pay Rizzo if you're not gonna pay Javi if you're not gonna pay Chris Bryant if you're not gonna pay the next Cub that we have to go through this with uh who you're gonna pay and i think you know it, right now it just it, uh, we're at a situation where carlos correa has to be the guy dansby swanson dare i say it seems like a jason hayward 2.0 consolation prize um not saying dansby couldn't help us not saying dansby couldn't hit 30 home runs at the federal landmark i'm not saying that at all but he is kind of sketchy offensively and with the news today it just really puts things into perspective like man We just lost our best offensive player. We don't have anyone in the lineup right now that had an OPS over 800 last year in the big leagues. Uh, We're relying on a a rookie that's a a guy who's never seen a, uh, you know, big league pitch in his life to play first base in Matt Mervis. It's, uh, you know, it's time to make a big move. And and, and we can do this every single offseason. The Bryce Harper's the... Soto's uh, in terms of the trade deadline, the Manny Machado's, the, you know, the list goes on and on. We've been talking about it forever, uh, but eventually you got to hit on one of these guys like Theo used to. And, and, and these were the times where there was blood in the water. And Theo was the, that big great white shark that would come in and throw his weight around and get guys to, you know, you know join the Chicago Cubs. And Jed's got to prove that he's that guy because he, he, he doesn't have forever to, to, you know, See his plan, you know, go through and, and take another two seasons to, you know, continue to rebuild this thing. Not here. If he wants to do that, he can go manage or, or run the Cincinnati Reds. He can go, you know, take Billy Bean's job in Oakland. He can go, uh you know, run the Marlins. Uh, n- not here. Not in Chicago. So that's why right now we are at the apex, the peak, the any other word you want to describe the the high water mark in terms of importance. For what can move forward with
2: the Chicago Cubs. It's right now. Absolutely is right now. All right. And then what does uh, Jameson and Bellinger do for you? And then we'll take it out to the audience. Craig, you'll be first. Bellinger, you know,
1: listen, the guy could be absolutely cooked. He could be absolutely toasted. Um, If he is, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He also could come back and, and find his way to be a, you know, productive offensive player again. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think it's worth the shot, but it can't be the main signing, you know, for your, your offseason plans and tie on the same thing. I mean, nice pitcher. He's a three or four starter. He's not number two. He's not number one. Um, like the, these are the types of moves I don't want to necessarily like, you know, I don't want to. You know, get on top of the mountaintop and say Jed's like fully cooking right now. I want Jed to cook. I want Jed to reel in Carlos Correa. I want Jed to reel in the Daniel Bogarts. I want him to make you know three or four moves that can get the Cubs back into uh, you know contention and relevancy and, and all these types of things. It's kind of hard to do that when you uh, you know you sign a th- third or fourth starter to a you know pretty standard deal and then and then you give the other guy you know. Uh, $17 million, you know, one-year prove-it deal to, to see what happens. It, it, like, yeah, they can help. I hope they help. I hope they play fantastic as a Cub. Um, but I don't think it's something to necessarily preach about. It's an appetizer to what I hope. Again, I said, I've i been saying it all uh, offseason. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see this through with Jed. I'm going to go to the final minute with Jed. I'm going to go till the last, you know, big-name guy or the last, you know, prominent free agent is out there. Uh, but we've reached a point with looking, with it looking like Xander's going to go back to Boston, and obviously Turner uh, is off the board. You know, is it are you going to get Swanson, who's great defensively but sketchy offensively, and strikes out as much as Javi Baez did, or are you going to get like basically the full package? Uh, and and you're shopping in the premium aisle uh, for Carlos Correa. It, it, it's it's a huge point
2: in, in, in Jed's career here. All right, I rode up to the clubhouse now. Greg, your first on. How's it going?
3: Going good, guys. How are you? What's up, Greg? Doing good, man. Doing good. Just got off work, heading to Purdue basketball, and Love it. I'm glad you uh, fired this up because I'm. That's all I've been. Th- I can't sleep the last couple nights because it seems <laughs> like all these deals go down at midnight. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm with you. It's like I'm happy we're starting to show some life. Bust out the wallet, got a couple nice moves so far. I had no, I really didn't have an issue with them letting go of Wilson Contreras until he signed with the Cardinals. And now we got to deal with this guy 20 times a year. And you know, he's going to, you know, be amped up to play us. And that just hurts because, you know, I don't look at him as a rival. And now, you know, with the way he plays the game with the fire and passion he does, he's going to play it with some. Some hate in his heart, I feel oh, like, yeah. when he played. Because that's going to hurt as a guy that won a World Series for us. So now I do regret that they let him go, whereas I didn't have a problem. The only guy that I ever had an issue with, you know, through the mass exodus of our, you know, legendary World Series champions was Schwarber. Because that was a simple signing, and that, that was probably the biggest mess up by Jed could have signed him for $10 million in arbitration. Instead, you let him go, and now he's rocking home runs in October. Like, that's yeah. tough to see. The rest of them, it was the right move. So it's hard for me to be too critical when one of the four, however you want to say it, you know, the other ones, they were the right move. So it's hard to, it's hard to be too critical in that regard as far as him cutting the rope on those guys. So, you know, as far as – who we can get now? Yeah, Dansby Swanson absolutely is the consolation prize. My mom doesn't have her seatbelt on. No, it's a, it's okay. It's okay. We it's okay, Barb. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to me and I was listening to Cap this morning talking about all the, you know, money that comes off the books after this year, Jason Hayward's money and all these other guys. Yeah, you got to push all your chips. Onto the table for Carlos Correa. I mean, I'll accept Danzy Swanson if he ends up going back to the Twins, you know, for big money for Correa. But at this point, you know, you can pull up quotes where Correa says, I love playing at Wrigley. That's all I need to know. Give yeah. him every, you, you, you gave all this money to these other guys, you know, the pitcher from uh, the Yankees and, 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 uh, this, and Cody Bellinger, 17 and a half mil. It's one year. But I mean, you didn't get, he didn't take, take a discount to come here. You know, so yeah, push the fucking wallet out for Carlos Correa. He already has said numerous years that he'd want to play here. So over fucking spend for this guy, so you can start building the foundation of the superstars on your team because they have a nice nucleus. I like their pitching. You know, so I I think they they're there, and I'm not gonna like you know uh, riot if it's Dansby Swanson, but at the same time, yeah. You know, I don't want to be the consolation prize Cubs. I want to be, you know, I want to be the one getting the prized pony. So I'm, exactly. I'm right there with you. But it's at the end of the day, I guess it's just exciting that we're no longer, seems like no longer in rebuild mode. And now we're starting to build. So we'll just have to take two to tango when it comes to signing guys. So it'll just see what, what happens here.
1: Yeah, Greg, I appreciate that. I, You know, I, I hear what you're saying. It, it does. I mean, Jed made a comment last night and I tweeted out that it seemed like he made, in my opinion, the most assertive statement about his team, like really wanting to try to win. You know, again, that could be eyewash. That could be me just hyping the team up, whatever it is. Um, I still think this next signing, though, really will show whether or not the Cubs are trying to compete. Like, I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can here with Jed. But uh, th- there comes a point in time where Jed actually has to, you know, he needs to close. He he needs to do the job. He needs to produce. Like we all, you know, we, we all ask these uh, big leaguers to do or athletes to do. Like at the end of the day, you know, the name is only something, right? Like they actually have to go out and do it. And I feel like that's the same thing with Jed. And we don't have we don't have a whole bunch of time. I tweeted out today and there's probably gonna people there probably are gonna be people that think I'm crazy, but I'm giving Jed two more years. I'm giving Jed two more years. If he doesn't win 2023 or 2024, it's time for a new guy. And people are gonna say I'm crazy. People are gonna say that's ridiculous. Uh, we don't have time to be messing around here rebuilding. This, if we, you know, have a bad season in 2023, that's three years. That's a rebuild. That's going back to 10 years ago with 12, 13, and 14 being the down years before, obviously Theo, you know, built it back up or, you know, actually, you know, got us to a competing level and we're competing for a world series again this year's huge it, it's got to be something much more competitive than we saw last year and that's why the carl Correa. i hate to put it on one single guy but when you miss out on a Brayu and you don't go after josh bell and you don't really try anything with you know the big name pitchers on the market you don't really kick the tires on a verlander i'm not saying that would necessarily make sense but any of the big guys right like sure Rodon's still out there as guys continue to fall off the board, you're not really hearing anything about Brandon Nimmo. As these guys continue to fall off the board, it's like you look at what we have, and and, and that's not going to cut it. You look at the lineup right now; it's just simply not going to cut it. When Nick Madrigal is being pro- projected as your DH, it's just, it's just simply not going to cut it. So, and I and
3: lost. I just don't and I just don't think as as long as you match whatever the Twins are offering every time they up the ante, you match it. There's no way Carlos Correa is going to pick. Minnesota over Chicago I be... he watched if he does then I'll accept it if that if that's if he's dumb enough to do that then that's on him not on Jed but you better match that offer every single time Carlos just watched his old team win a World Series he wants to be back in the spotlight I don't care how much Minnesota pays him they're not winning a World Series He has an opportunity to play at a big market here. And, you know, if Jed is going to bust out that kind of money, that shows that they're ready to try to win a World Series. And we've done so at least in the, you know, in this, you know, not too distant, you know, past. So I just don't see, as long as you match that offer, I guess that's the ground rule for what, if if he ends up going to the Twins, even if we match, then I won't blame Jed. But match that offer every single fucking time.
1: It's got to be done. It, it is it is really gut check time right now for jed it's really gut check time i wonder how many people or the, the the next people we bring in think i'm crazy for giving jed two more years but i i i that's not something i'm just pulling right off the top of my head i've been thinking about this for a while and and it, it is time winning matters in 2023 and 2024 it has to if it's not then then what are we we're, we're playing in a mickey mouse division with small small market teams all over the place. The Brewers are an absolute joke of a franchise. The Reds and the Pirates are basically semi-pro teams. And then you have this dumb organization down there that just took our backstop on uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. It, we play in a Mickey Mouse division. If we play in the NL East, the NL West, we'd be getting absolutely waxed right now. We'd be getting toasted right now, and that's not how I want to feel in the you know second or third largest market in America. Shouldn't happen here. Shouldn't happen. No, here. and, and happen I'm on, I'm uh, right there. Mess.
3: I'm totally fine with you giving Jed two more years. This is a big boy market, and he's got to live up to the. He ain't. You ain't living off Theo's, you know, accomplishments. You have to have your own. So I have no issue with that. But you can take me off speaker now. I appreciate you guys letting me get some some of the fire in there. Go Bears. Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
2: Thanks, Greg. All right, B-Train, you're next in. Then we got Ben, and I'll start bringing the rest of you guys in. B-Train, how's it going?
4: What's going on? So I'm going to agree with you on the Jed thing. We got it comes a point where whenever Jed signed Lester or whenever Theo signed Lester, we knew it was like go time. Like we knew like we were starting to be for real. And I think that all the deals that have been made so far, like say husband, hopefully he turns out, hopefully all these other guys turn out that we've been signing, but we need to sign the guy that we know for like five to six years. Like this is the guy that's going to be the leader. Like we just lost our leader to our to the Cardinals, man. Like yeah. that stuff hurts, and like that stuff sits with fans. Like as fans, we need to know like who our guy is moving forward. And I hope it's like Nico Horner that steps up, and I hope it's Seiya Suzuki that steps up. But at some point, you got to be like, all right, we got to go sign the big fish. And until that happens, Jed is still like in the hot seat for not sticking around, because like you said, we're not Milwaukee, we're not Cincinnati, we're not Pittsburgh. We don't. Like, we're the Cubs, and that's what that's what the standard was set. And another thing, too, is, like, if the reports are true that the Ricketts are willing to spend, and like, and I'm not going to give Tom Ricketts the benefit of the doubt until it happens, but if that's the truth, then something has to happen.
1: Has to. Because I agree. The,
4: the Swanson stuff, I was in a space last night where a guy said that Swanson and Bellinger would be a great offseason for the Cubs. I don't know what no drugs way. he was smoking. I don't know what he was smoking, but that cannot happen. <laughs>
1: No way. Not because even close.
4: Swanson, like like we said, whoever's in the Cubs uniform, we're going to ride or die with those guys. Those are the guys we show up to see. Those are the guys we root for. But And I'm not going to stick out and say that Correa it's Correa or Bust because I think Bogarts is is a great second place to Correa. A very good player. Yeah. But it's, it's Correa, it's Bogarts, it's a large gap, and then it's Swanson. And if it's not one of those top two guys, then this offseason was a failure. No matter how Anyone wants to cut it, I'd be open to someone debating that point. But if we don't have Cray or Bogarts on our team, I think the offseason was a failure. We need a bat that is going to stay at third or second in our lineup, get four bats a game, and just fucking knock guys in. That's what we need. And that's kind of just how it is right now. Like you said, gut check time. Yeah, B-Train, I'm not going to say it's going to be a full-on failure if
1: the Cubs do sign Swanson. I won't go that far, but I will say this, and I think it's the reality of where we're sitting right now. And a lot of Cubs fans don't want to really think about it or look at it objectively. Folks, we've had a really tough time with our minor leaguers. Brennan Davis, who knows where he's at right now. He just had back surgery, and he couldn't compete in the Arizona Fall League. Plus, he had a bad season. Alexander Canario basically just got in a car crash over at first base. He's out for a while. Uh, Miguel Amaya, pretty much, I mean, we've been hearing about Miguel Amaya for five years, and he can't stay healthy. And I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he has too many seasons in the minor leagues with an 800 OPS. Right now, we are hanging our hat on PCA, really solid-looking player, but he's far away, and Matt Mervis, who was an undrafted free agent coming out of Duke, of all places, two years ago, and he had this miraculous season, and now we're inserting him into the lineup. I know there's pitching on the way. I get it, but it's not like our our, our farm system is you know blowing guys out of the water. It's just not the case. So eventually, you need to look around and say, well, we don't have stuff coming. We don't have a whole lot coming from the minor leagues right now. It for sure is not Chris Bryant. It's not Assam Russell. It's not Javier Baez. It's not Anthony Rizzo. It's not Kyle Schwarber. We can all say that for sure right now. So you got to look and say, all right, we need to get the best guy on the market. And it's Carlos Correa. It's not even close. Like, this is why I've been saying, why was this season 2022 not different from 13 or 14? Because the minor league system is not where it was. Sure, the pitchers are better. But it's not where it was. We don't have the stars in the system like we did back then. And you need to get a star. You need to get a guy who can play every single day. You need to get a guy who's going to knock guys in, get on base, You know, be that next-level perennial all-star every single year. I don't think it's Stansby Swanson. I wouldn't be necessarily mad if it's Stansby Swanson, but I also know if you're going to get him, it has to be coupled with multiple moves, and that's going to be hard to do. So this is why, again, I've said it for the 15th time already, this is why right now it's like, Jed, what do you have? What can you do? Why are you the guy that should be handling the next Cubs team? Why, why are you the guy that should be making the decisions on behalf of one of the most profitable, profitable, profitable franchises in major league baseball? Like this is like, this is a big boy job. Like let, let's, this is not your you know, mom and pop shop that we're running here. I know the Ricketts family wants it to be like that at times and try to temper expectations and try to limit spending and things like that. But like, expectations are different now we've won a world series we've been to the you know uh championship series multiple times like now's the time these are the moves you make when you are a big-time franchise like the chicago cubs and it has to get done right now there's there's no other way to look at it
2: thanks b train all right going to ben now
5: hey guys thanks for uh, having me up? Up, ben? Uh, um i think the biggest thing that we've been have I, we kind of touched on a little bit but I think where we need to start spending and why we need to spend most is because we are in this dog shit division, because yeah. you can see from, you can see from the Phillies and all these things where you just need to get in the playoffs and the playoffs are the thing. And with these signings that we're currently doing, sure. Bellinger can have a great year, have a new year, but ultimately he'll probably leave. And we won't extend him after that. So it's just a one year thing. We yeah. need to think future And Correa is this guy, Xander's this guy. We discussed Previously, with Xander's probably not going to come because he's. it's looking like he's going towards the Red Sox, which ultimately sucks. But this Bellinger pickup seems like a kind of like a jock thing, you know, a couple of years ago. to me yeah. It's like, he's a good player, but, like, that's not something that's going to put you to the next level. And we need that. Correa, Correa will get that bat in there. Kind of protect Bellinger a little bit, I bet, when he's in because he'll probably get on. People will be on base. Bellinger won't be getting the best stuff then. And he can knock some runs in and get some confidence. But right now, if you put Bellinger in the middle of that lineup right now, I don't think he's gonna be any better as a hitter. I don't. That's maybe that's no, he, coming from me.
1: He's he shouldn't be in the middle of any big league lineup right now. He's a he's he's an eight or nine hitter. Let's let's be honest here. I mean, he's been. Yeah. I, I hate to use batting average, but he's hit 193 over the last two years. I, I don't want to be the batting average guy, but he just hasn't produced. He's been absolutely cooked. He looks like he's been you know on another planet. Like his head's not even in the game. That that's how bad it's been.
5: Yes, exactly, and like people were talking about his defense. He does. He's a Gold club defender. That is. That's no doubt he is. He's a fantastic defender, which is good. But again, I keep I mentioned the Phillies prior, but it's like they got in, and it's like the whole question mark coming in was they had Schwarber, they had Castellanos, all these guys who can't play defense. And at the end of the day, it kind of shows that you really just need the bats because if your bats can go back and forth with it, you have guys in the major leagues who, unless you're Eloy Jimenez in the left field diving into the net are pretty going to be pretty confident Been they're in outfield and all these other places. Granted about above average, you'll have yeah. people doing that. But I think the biggest thing with baseball, especially with the shift right now is just getting guys on and doing these things. Exactly. And right now it doesn't let the Cubs have that. And I think Korea can be one step forward with that, but it's just, it's just so frustrating to me that Jed is not just saying we're the damn Chicago Cubs, put your, put your money where your mouth is. Give Correa the contract that he wants, and let's exactly. go. Let's go win some damn baseball games in exactly. 23. I'm just... sick and tired of sitting in the bleachers, going. My favorite part of the game is heckling the left fielder because I, there's a shit product on the field, and it's just annoying. with the Chicago Cubs, and it's just bothering me to all hell.
1: I no, I I'm right there with you. It's time. It's time. Another yeah. year of this. Another year of this. I'll say it again. Another year of this, and Jed is on the chopping block in 2024. That's it. If he doesn't win in 2024, I'm done with him. Done, toasted, however you want to say it. Wipe my hands on him. It's time. Thank you for 13 years. Thank you for the World Series, but it's on to someone new. That is where I stand with Jed Hoyer right now. That's why right now is such a huge point um, in our trajectory moving forward. You got to make the John Lester signing. Yeah, you have to do it eventually. And now's the time.
5: I completely agree because. If, you, if we don't do it this year, I'm be honest, we're not going to be a, a great club next year. So what are we going to do? The same thing we're doing this offseason, next exactly. offseason? And it's just going to be a snowball. We're going to be in, like, average purgatory because, honestly, we're not going to be a fourth or fifth team in the division because we mentioned it's not good. So we're not going to get this top, top pick. And it's just going to be, like, it's like the equivalent of being the eighth seed in the NBA. Yeah. It's like you're, you're just, like, stuck. And yep. you need those pieces in the offseason. And that's realistically how we're going to get from – where we are right now to going for it. And I just, I think it's just frustrating
2: as oh. all. Exactly. I totally agree. I appreciate the call, Ben.
5: Mm-hmm. Have a good
2: one. You okay. God bless. Thanks, Ben. All right. We'll go to John Boy, James, then Tanya, and Kyle. We'll start bringing you guys all in. Ben, we we'll are moving you to listeners. Thanks for joining. John, you're up. Hey, guys. Thanks for doing this.
6: Uh, quick, up, qu- couple quick questions. Um, so my fear with free agency, because obviously it's not going right, the obviously the agents have seen how we don't re-sign Baez, we don't re-sign Rizzo, Schwarber, yep. so on and so forth. Is this getting out to the league that, hey, look at these cheap asses, basically. They're not re-signing their core from their World Series. And I know they haven't performed. I mean, Schwarber had a good postseason, Rizzo, so-so. But do you fear that that is something that's getting out to the league and that players are being kind of cautious about this? Second thing I have real quick. Um, so with Contreras, obviously – kind of pissed that we didn't trade him when we could have and is it a thing that you think he was destined just to go to the Cardinals because he's friends with Yachty um that was a thing that they were eventually going to get done at some point and it just happened to be after we didn't do anything with him um but and I agree with you on the point about um giving Jed two years he he has to do something so Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, I think the first
6: thing I think everybody knows that that this is
1: how the Cubs are operating now, and it really goes back to Jed. I know Tom's the one pull, pulling the I I know Tom's the one that that allocates and basically you know gives the green light in terms of the resources that can be used. And I'm not here to, as people know, I'm not here to push any blame away from the Ricketts family. Not even close. But Jed has been so. I don't I don't know if frugal is the correct term, but he's been so strict with how he's handling this team. He's like so disciplined, uh, which I know that term obviously uh, has positive connotations in terms of managing things. But it's almost to a detriment because he, he won't go that extra mile. He's so stubborn with always getting his way or getting the deal that he wants. Where, you know, at the end of the day, in free agency, you got to woo these guys. You got to make them come to your team. Like, this is why when we talk about in the middle of a season, talk about, all right, should we trade for a Shohei or Tani or should we trade for a, you know, Juan Soto? It's because you don't have to woo them at the end of the day. It's like you just put the best offer on the table and then you have the player. And we're seeing right now, sure. And I'll say it again. I'm going to be optimistic about this. I'm going to go down the wire with Jed with this. Like we're seeing, we're in a very crucial time right now where we could lose out to the best shortstop, or even worse, not get a shortstop. That would be horrible. And 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 you're kind of you know banking on the idea that you can you know get these free agent deals done at the end of the day. Where we've seen over the last you know sure we signed Stroman, we signed Seiya, uh, Tyon. I don't even really want to throw in there, but like we haven't made a big signing since you know, you Darvish back in 2018, like, you know, that was, that was the last $100 million plus contract that we've given out. And I would argue we should have given out much more. When you look at the Padres in a small market, exactly, given out, you know, what three or four, they almost gave Trey, Trey Turner. Turner. Bingo. What, right. Like, I mean, we, we shouldn't be in this situation. And, and this is where it, it, it's critical to where Jed, uh breaks that narrative or pushes that narrative aside and say things are different. Now we're handling things different. We actually want to win whatever in terms of Wilson going to the Cardinals. I just think it's an organizational thing. I think the, the, the Cardinals saw Yachty and, and they obviously love the guy. I think he's one of the most overrated baseball players of all time. He has a lower, uh, you know, career B war than uh, Jason or same career war as Jason Kendall. Uh, but they obviously very much um, require and uh, want a backstop that can can handle things behind the plate. People are going to argue if Wilson's a good defensive catcher or not, uh, determining, determining on what metrics you use. But I just think it's an organizational difference. And, yeah, I mean, sure, like, it probably was destined for him to go there. And we'll see how Wilson plays. Uh, he's going to go full here – he will go full heel though on the Cubs. He truly yes. will. Like I'm not yep. I'm not like I would not even doubt if he becomes a Cub villain. Like we're, we're to the point where in a couple of years, if he's really playing, like Cubs fans are gonna forget what he did here on the north side because he's gonna rub it in that much. I can totally see that happening. Just because he was always kind of chippy on social media. He was always like, you know, he, he he would be frustrated in his own way and kind of, you know display that in different ways, uh, to the fans. And I have no problem with him doing that, but I can see him going full heel in the future. And, and I really wouldn't have a problem with it. I, I'm not saying I'm going to be like, you know, rooting for Wilson Contreras every single at bat. I appreciate what he did here with the Cubs. He was, you know, one of my favorite players on the Cubs. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out moving forward.
6: No, for sure. Hey, and congrats to Pat Hughes, by the way, too. Some positive. Absolutely,
1: news. best, uh, one of the best radio yeah. voices and voices in general of all time. I was thinking, I was literally just Googling Ron Santo, Pat Hughes, and just looking at the images today and watching the YouTube yep. clips, and like, I mean, that was my that was my childhood. Those are my formative years, and just uh, nothing like it. Incredibly happy for the guy, and he's just an all time great. Just Bingo. fantastic to see. Appreciate, it, guys. Thanks. Thanks.
2: Thanks, John. All right, we got James on next. Quick question for you, Dom. Yeah. You you uh, tend to repost ex-cub highlights throughout the year just to show him some respect. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna be able to repost a Wilson Contreras' bomb in the Cardinals I, uniform?
1: I mean, what I say, I think Wilson's gonna go full heel. I do. Now, now that Greg brought that up, I think he's gonna go full heel and really rub it in to really the point where you're like, man, like. You know, I know, I know. I'll run with Cub for life, but and he is going to be a Cub for life. But I can see Wilson just rubbing it in to Cubs fans, and uh, you know, really, really making us sit in it over the next five years. I would not be surprised if that happens, so where we're like, all right, kind of screw this guy. I don't mean that seriously, but you all get what I'm saying.
2: I just want to say, I, I love seeing a Schwab bomb, but I don't want to see any Wilson home runs on my timeline uh, in the Cardinals uniform.
1: No, I will not do that. No, I will not. No, 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 no. Not in a Cardinals uniform. I will not do that, no.
2: All right,
7: Absolutely James, not. you're on. How's it going? How are we doing? Thanks for putting this space together. Thanks for putting it up. Uh So I like your two-year leash on Jed, and uh, I know we're kind of going in circles with all the talk about what's currently going on, but there's been something on my mind, you know, the past couple of years, actually, for next offseason. And, you know, Jeff Passing goes on, Pat McAfee and mentions it today. You know, you talk about landing this big fish. I, I just want to throw the name Shohei Otani out there and how, yeah. how, then, how, what, what we do the next couple days, what Jed and Carter choose to do the next couple days, uh, how that would impact what, what kind of competition we could be in for Shohei next offseason, if, if at
1: any at all. The price tag is just so big. Like, I, it, I know I'm gonna. People are gonna say I'm um, being hypocritical because I'm saying that I want to get Carlos Correa for a, you know, just incredible price tag. But then, uh, you know, maybe be skeptical about Shohei, who very well could get five hundred million dollars. If it's less than that, and we're talking, you know, something again, absurdly speaking, reasonable in like three hundred to three fifty, maybe because he's a little bit older that I'm here to talk. But if, if we're really talking like Shohei could expect to get $500 million, man, I don't know. I don't like, I'm I'm not opposed to it, but I, that's just for one guy, for one guy that could, you know, get hurt like very easily. Uh, that amount of money is just uh man. I don't know about that one, but I'm, so, I'm, I'm not, I'm not writing it off. I don't want to, I don't want to sound pessimistic and, and write it off. I just, I guess I don't necessarily know what he's going to command. And I'm worried that he's going to command something astronomical. And there's going to be a team that is much more desperate and looking for like the, you know, uh, entertainment value of Shohei instead of like the actual baseball value where I feel like hopefully we're at a point next year where we have signed a big name like Correa and we are looking like a more relevant, prominent, you know, promising team where we don't feel like we need that extra, you know, entertainment value just to spark things. Not, he's a fantastic player. He's a, he's a true unicorn once in generation type player. Um, but I, I'm worried about how much he cost.
7: So if I, obviously there are no guarantees. We know that better than anybody. Yeah. If, but if I told you right now that that's your John Lester signing, if, if if 2023 is 2014, you go into the off season and you just, you need something obviously far, far bigger price tag, but that's your John Lesper signing going into 15. You get PCA up. You've got these, yeah. you know, the next core quote. You can't even call it that compared to what we had, but something in that realm, if you're going into 2024 being another
1: 2015, what do you say to a Shohei signing that? Again, if it's $500 million, I have a hard time doing that. If it was 350, I'd be like, let's just do it right now. Like, and this is why I wish... I, again, I know the price tag would have been crazy, but I almost wish like we would have entertained trading him a little bit more, just because we've got we could have had a few years of like manageable expectation or uh, a manageable payroll, manageable salary we're paying him. But if it's five hundred fifty million dollars, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time swallowing that, and I'm the guy who wants Tom Ricketts to spend every single last dollar of disposable income he has on the Chicago Cubs. I, I just can't. I, it, it just really irks me if it's $600 million. I know I'm adding $50 million every single time. Yeah. But it just, it just irks me because it's like he'd be 30 years old, 31, you know, something goes wrong. Like, and I know he's a unicorn, but I feel like there would be someone else out there who could probably, you know, put the Cubs to that level that you're talking about that isn't going to cost as much.
7: All right. Well, we just gotta see what happens. Thanks for living you in that it. fantasy land it.
2: with me for a minute there. You got it. I appreciate it. Thanks, James Kyle. You're on next. Then Tanya. We'll start bringing some more people in.
8: Hey, fellas! Uh, thanks for bringing us all together. Appreciate you guys you got doing it. this. Uh Agree with everything that everybody's had to say so far. You know, Cubs got to stop making excuses. You know, you got Phillies have out to. there who are have half the population of Chicago, half the fan base, and they're yep. out here spending money, spending money willy nilly, not making excuses. Signing Trey Turner, big contracts. They're not making any excuses. They got our uh, our Schwarbs, they got Castiano, some of my favorite Cubs from the last ten years, and uh, they're just not making any excuses. And uh, that's the way the Cubs should act. Uh, I, for one, <laughs> I really. I really liked the Cody Bellinger signing. I was really excited about it just for what it meant implication wise for what the Cubs are going to be, uh, what the Cubs should look to do now. Hey, we're going to spend money. It means we actually have a living, breathing general manager, Jed Hoyer, who actually has a pulse and can spend money. First of all, second of all, he doesn't block the path of PCA, of Kevin Alcantara, of Brendan Davis, of any of these guys that we got coming up, Canario. So, you know, we don't have him locked up long term. It's a high upside. We have the Dodgers uh, hitting coach who was Bellinger's hitting coach last time he won MVP. Worst case scenario, he's Jason Hayward. He's a gold glove outfielder, doesn't block the path, and that's the absolute worst case. He's not locked up locked up long term. Best case scenario, he reverts reverts back to his MVP form and we get, you know, strike a gold mine. The Jamison Tyone signing, I'm a little iffy about because I really want to see what we have in guys like Justin Steele and Wisneski and Killian and Moralesale and all these guys. I'm worried that those guys might not get opportunities anymore when we're still not ready to compete right now. And the pitching market next offseason is incredible. It's Aaron Nola. It's Luis Castillo. It's uh, a couple other guys. I mean, the list is is like 10 pitchers deep, but guys that would be like our one or our two next year. Yeah. My yeah. biggest hangup right now is I think that catcher needs to be addressed ASAP because you can't let Will Contreras walk without even putting a contract in front of him unless you have a plan for catcher. Because you cannot be selling Carlos Correa and – Frontline tier one pitchers on coming to Chicago and saying that PJ Higgins and 35 year old Jan Gomes are gonna be your backstop for the next couple, I get it. couple years. No disrespect to those guys. You know, they're serviceable and they, they do what we ask them to do, but I feel like catcher is the big need because you, you can't you can't have those guys and you know in magical jury's still out, you know. Hopefully he can turn around. But having those guys in our starting lineup and you know trying to sell free agents on that, I feel like has to be addressed first.
1: I you know, I just think it comes. listen, I think Jed is trying to be as disciplined as he can he's not gonna he's not gonna get ridiculous with the catching market because he knows he can get a Vasquez or he can get a Omar Narvaez and he can get a guy that can go out there and play 120 games and they can you know manage things offensively and they'll figure it out on the back end in terms of the offense I just don't think they're gonna blow anything out of the water I get what you're saying of course it's a very important decision or important position Uh, But it's also something that it's super quirky and it's so much of a relationship based position to where you have, you know, plenty of guys on big teams that are like, you know, below average offensive players, but because the pitchers like throwing to them and listen, we built Yachty up to be this, you know, first battle hall of famer because he's exactly that. Right. Um, I, I just feel like that's what Jed's going for. And I'm not, I'm not disputing what you're saying. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the most important thing. I think Jed can find that later on in the off season right now for me, for the 16th time, they need to get their superstar. They need to get their guy in the middle of their lineup. They need to get a guy that, that the Cubs can actually look to that say, Oh, I actually had an 800 OPS last season because right now we have none of those guys. No offense to my guy in Happ. no offense to Seiya, Nico, you know, but it's just, they're not stars. They are good big league players, but they are not stars. And we need a star because we don't have a star coming up from the minor leagues right now. We don't have Chris Bryant. We don't have Schwarber. We don't have Rizzo. We don't have Hobby. We don't have Addison Russell who is a top five prospect in the minor leagues. We don't we don't have Anthony Rizzo. And and that's what we need to get to. The, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and this will happen for every single team. The numbers have to be there. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter what the name on the back of the jersey is. The number has to be there. It has to be 25 home runs. It has to be a 300 average. It has to be a 5-F-4. You know, these things have to be there every single time, regardless of who it is. And if Jed wants to sit back and say, all right, we're going to try to be the Patriots and we're going to try to fill things in. We're going to try to plug and play. We're going to try to find matchups. Sure, but you better win like the Patriots. And I don't mean the Patriots of this year. I mean the Patriots of, uh, you know, two decades or a decade ago when they were churning it out. You you had all these guys that, you know, you never heard of before. Like Jed wants to be that, but he's not producing like that. And I I don't want Jed to fall into this trap where, all right, we're just going to figure it out. We're just going to be tougher. We're just going to be smarter because we've seen how hard it is for a team like the Rays, a team like the Oakland Athletics, a team – with uh, minimal resources that try to play that game we see how hard it is for them to continuously compete even though they've been competitive for the the Cubs to try to win that battle or play that game it's foolish considering all the resources that they have it's foolish considering that they have you know the federal landmark right now decked out making tons of money because everyone wants to slide down the grand old slide down in right field and they want to you know, go on the uh, whatever skating rink in the middle of the, you know, the diamond and and they want to get all the, you know, uh, Chris Kingle stuff down uh, Clark street. Like we we have things that other teams would dream of having that other fan bases would dream of having. and, And it's time to finally spend like we have the resources that we have. And we haven't even talked about that right now and we could, but we haven't even talked about the fact that the audacity, the audacity for the Ricketts family to And I don't know if this was on their own doing. I don't know if this was leaked and they didn't want this to happen. But to have the audacity to say, all right, Jed, you can spend what you want to spend now. Just just sickening. And I haven't talked about that enough. But it's just sickening that, that Tom Ricketts thinks that can fly. Where he can say, all right, snap of a finger. All right, now I want to spend. Now I want to actually try. When that should not be the expectation here in Chicago. It should not be the expectation here on 1060 West Addison. Never should that be something that's accepted by this fan base? It should always be full go. It should always be trying to win a championship. It should always be trying to hang a banner up uh, by the scoreboard. Every single year, that's how it should be. It might not happen every single year, but you should always be competing for that. No excuses, period.
8: Agree 100%.
2: Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. All right, Tanya, how's it going?
3: Hi hi How how everybody doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
3: How you doing, Dom? I'm good. All right. Um, I wanna go back to the show, show your tiny thing, um, with the Jeff Passan. You know, it's not too many uh, beat reporters that I truly believe what they say and uh, he's one of them. But what I wanted to say is my dream scenario is to have Korea and Otani on the Cubs, I would absolutely lose my mind if that happens. But if, can anybody a- answer my question? Has the Cubs ever had two players on the same roster that made over three hundred million, like the nope. Yankees have three players? Has the Cubs ever did that?
1: Thanks. No, it's never. No, it's never happened, Tanya. It's never happened. They've never given a contract out over two hundred million dollars. If we're being honest. Highest ones been Jason Hayward at what one eighty two, one eighty three, one eighty five, whatever it was. Uh, no, we've never been there. We should be there, but we haven't been there yet.
2: That's a shame. Thanks, Tom.
1: <laughs> it is a shame. You're right. This is why we're trying to. This is where, why we're trying to build this team back up again. This is why we're trying to hype up uh, Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer to actually spend money on this team. It's about damn time.
2: All right, Dom. We have uh, a few more people still requesting. How much time do you have? Uh, I'm actually trying to find the
1: monitor to figure out if my son's still taking his nap or not. Um, we can go for as long as whenever he wakes up or
2: gets really fussy. All right, it's up to baby Dom. Yeah. All right, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Taylor, Kyle, Big Cat Translator. Mike Fontenot, and then we'll bring the rest of people in.
9: Hey, shout out to Mike Fontenot in the uh, space tonight. Loving that. What up, boys? TCL yeah. here. What's up? Checking in. What's up, Taylor? How you doing? Good, guys. How are you? I'm good. Ho- hope the uh, hope Baby Dom and the misses are well as well. Thank you. I appreciate is that TCL or is, is right that now. Taylor? It's TCL. It's me. I just changed my Wow. Name. I'm here, boys. Welcome back. Hey, dude. Good, good to hear from you guys. Thanks for putting on the space. Always love it. Always love it. Thank uh, you, TCL. A couple, couple things here. First of all, um, I, I feel like it's okay to be mad, and I feel like the Cardinals fans are going to be loving this kind of stuff. But, like, it's a little bit frustrating to, to, to for, for me, for Willie to choose the Cardinals. Uh, I, obviously, everyone always knows, and we always hear it, it's a business decision, right? This is a business. But I it, it just seems like from signing him, you know, young and, and bringing him up through the system and, and kind of morphing with him third base, you know, outfield, we messed around a little bit. I, I just feel like there should be some sense of loyalty. Um, and that's the, that's just the biggest rivalry. Uh, you know, one of the biggest rivalries in baseball and sports, but the, our biggest rival, it just, it just feels kind of off to me. feels a little bit insincere. Obviously there's probably some muddy waters and there's a lot of stuff that yeah. I don't know about, you know, but just kind of feels a little bit off.
1: I I hear it. I, I mean, listen, I, you know, we talked about it a lot over the summer, um, I just feel like we're – I think Jed was at a point, And, again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at it optimistically in a sense of Jed saying, listen, it's time for me to get a new start. I need to move on. I'm not going to pay for this guy that I truly don't believe in. And at the end of the day, I think we all want Jed to make the right decision for the team. Sometimes those right decisions mean keeping the guys that we've watched forever um, or, or watched recently with Cubs that have become, you know, very prominent and great Cubs – Sometimes it's it's uh, cutting the cord and saying, all right, we need to move on. We need something new. We need a better player. We need a different player. We need a different voice, whatever it may be. Um, I, I just think at the end of the day, he was just not sold on the guy. I, like, I can say for sure, I, I feel confident in saying that they wanted to keep Anthony Rizzo, but he didn't want to overpay Anthony Rizzo. He didn't feel like it was necessary to pay Anthony Rizzo, but he really wanted him here. I don't think they necessarily – I think they were always scared of the Chris Bryant potential contract, and that's why things went how they went. Javi is a total wild card. And, like, you know, we saw the season he had in Detroit, and I I do miss the guy, but he's just a total wild card. And Wilson was this, you know, fiery catcher that probably played – I mean, he's incredibly talented, but almost played above – his means because of the energy that he brought and probably looked at him as a guy that couldn't sustain it for a long time because of, listen, he, ha- he's had injury history. Let's not forget about that. Like Wilson Contreras, like sketchy hamstrings, like, uh, you know, sketchy, you know, sketchy lower body issues. And as a catcher at 30, 31 years old, like, yeah, that could run into a big problem. And and it also, the, the final thing I'll say about it, the catching position in general, do you want to spend the most money on a position that can only, play, you know, at best 75% of your games. And I know we have the DH here, but we've seen how taxing it was. We saw how Wilson benefited from having the DH role, but also being able to take days off, not feeling like he had to, you know, trudge through every single game uh, behind the plate or simply just hitting, like getting those breaks are necessary. And it just, it comes with playing the position. So I just feel like if Jed was going to allocate the resources, it probably made more sense to, Find a catcher that was cheaper and could handle the pitching staff better, and probably was objectively a better defensive catcher. Then I'm not going to say overpay because I don't think the Cardinals necessarily overpaid for Wilson Contreras, but paid you know considerable money for that position when you can potentially piece things together in a cheaper way behind the plate. We'll see how it plays out. I could be totally wrong. Wilson Contreras could go on to you know maybe have another 2022 season like he had this year uh, with the Cardinals, and and that would hurt because he was good this year. Um, we all know that, but I, I, I just think at the end of the day, he just was not sold on Wilson Contreras being a cub long-term. I tried to talk myself into it. I tried to leave every glimmer of hope to figure it out. Um, and, 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 you know, try to whatever, you know, whatever, uh, I don't know, whatever I say about the team, try to get people behind that. Um, But, obviously, it didn't work out, and he's with the Cardinals, and he's going to – he might be a total pest for us for the next five years.
9: He could also flop. I mean, you never know. He could. Yeah, he could. And those are big – you know, Yachty, you still got to – like, that. he was so big to those fans. You still got to fill those shoes. So, I wish the best to him. Like, go ahead, man. Good luck. I do, too. Are you booing him? Or are you are you cheering for him when he comes? No, no,
1: really I'm right? not booing. No, 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 I, I'm not booing him at all. But I'm also not gonna like I do with Schwarber, post his home runs, or right? I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that, and and it just comes with the territory. I mean, he could have signed with the Astros, and I kind of wish he would have signed with the Astros. I wish, I wish he wasn't. I wish we didn't have to play him 17, 18 times a year. But um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. The, I, I just think it's. I, I just think it's a time for the Cubs to put themselves in the direction they want to go in, or at least the fans want them to go in. And I think that starts with the best player on the market. And, and if, if it's, listen, if it's that cutthroat where we are, you know, um, we're hanging in the balance on one player's decision, whether or not it's a good off season or not. Well, you know what? That's, that's, that's pro sports. That's professional baseball. That's playing in the, one of the biggest markets and one of the most profitable an iconic franchise is in Major League Baseball. That's just how it goes. If you don't want that pressure, said it all the time. Go root for the Marlins. Go root for the Reds. Go root for the A's. Go root for the Pirates. Go root for the hell, the Mariners. Even though they had a good season, I, I like the Mariners or I like Seattle. Um, you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. just there's expectations here, and, and you have to meet those expectations uh, eventually. We I didn't do. Wanna... Final thing, we haven't won a playoff game since 2000. We haven't won, yes, we haven't won a playoff game since
9: 2017. Uh, it's time, right. it's, it's time. time, it's just, I mean, it's time, it's, it's time, exactly. Uh, the outfield, the outfield, I kind of like the look of it, at least the defensive side of things. I mean, gold glover, Ian Hap, wow. and then you know, go, Cody Belger, gold glove. We all know Say has got, got that in him too, maybe eventually down the road as he gets broken in, so it looks good, but um, obviously it's, it's Korea. I mean, that's yeah. everyone else is just, you know, it and it, They'd be fine additions, but it's, yeah. it's Korea and, and what it, he would bring to the team and the culture. I just feel like that's what, that's what we need. We need a little pizzazz. The the you know? only
1: way it's not Korea, if, if, if it is Swanson, Rondon, uh Rodon, um, Trying to think what other bats out there. I'm not gonna say Nimmo because that'd be like super aggressive. But if they got you know two of those three guys, then I'm feeling then then I'm feeling a lot better about things. I just don't. I just think the reality of trying to, you know, get a 2016 or two, uh, yeah, 2015 16 offseason done where you sign Jason Hayward, Ben overs John Lackey, that's really <laughs> hard to do. And I just that I I don't want to put all the stock in one player. I just think naturally it's very easy to convince one person than to convince three and and that's kind of why i'm i'm nervous that that jed can actually put a good offseason together cuz i would say by if, if we if we're just thinking about it right now has it been has it been a good offseason so far if the offseason ended today and we added a few bullpen arms i'd say no cuz Jameson yeah. Tyon's realistically a four and and cody Bellinger, potentially you know if he has another one to two seasons like this is playing in Taiwan or Japan. Like, I hate Japan. to say it, but it's true. So, um, yeah, it like, this wouldn't qualify as a
9: good off season. This is one of the uh, – this is uh, not one of the – this is the best fan base ever. Uh, speaking right. of you – know, all, all these people here are doing the exact same thing we're doing, flipping through Twitter every 30 seconds, right, waiting for something to happen. I wanted to it's say like, Marquis done a good job, I felt like, of that 360 or whatever, 360 degree – you know, at the winter meetings. I thought that's been pretty nice. Yeah. And no, one true. last thing from season ticket holders. We need to keep signing people so these ticket prices, you know, so I can sell some tickets. <laughs> that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, man. And this is, you know? again, you
1: know I've been saying it all off offseason. The, the season ticket holders got screwed. and I know it's part of the game. I know it's part of the gig that, you know, you're not guaranteed a, you know, 85 win season every single year, but you were told something different than what you got. You were told that you were going to be competitive. You were told that this was not going to be a rebuild. And you know, short of Jed pulling something out of his behind, like it very well could be considering the lineup we have constructed at this moment in time. If, if we don't get something figured out, you're looking at Cody Belger or Pat wisdom. I mean, God, I feel like Pat, Pat wisdom's taking so many strays, but if Pat wisdom's your, you know, four hitter, we got issues, we got issues. If Pat wisdom is starting at third hey, and he's your four hitter going into, you know, opening day, 2023, we have major issues. We ha- like, then, then then, I'm looking at myself and saying, oh, my God. Like, I mean, get ready for Ian Happ to get traded. Get ready for Bellinger to get traded if he does anything well. Get ready for Marcus Stroman to get traded. And I don't want to be in that spot. I don't want to be in that, you know, headspace. I, I want to be in a position like you all do uh, to where the Cubs can actually go out and compete and, and handle or at least get second place in this Mickey Mouse uh, small market, you know, just joke of a
9: division that we play in. I appreciate your time. I always appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, Absolutely, tasty. I've got, got a uh, Subway Sandwich uh, <laughs> division. we got to work on that. So. You're right.
1: We do. It's a total Subway Sandwich division. It's a joke.
2: <laughs> hey, peace and love. All right. Thanks. Let's ride. Thanks, Taylor. All right, Kyle, you're in.
1: Adam, I'm waking up the little guy right now, so I'm going
2: You want me to wait?
10: Or should no, I just no, talk.
1: no, no, you can talk. You're good.
10: So I, just, <clears throat> I know Dom just stepped away and everything, and he kind of went on that rant uh, where he was saying that you know he wants to give Jed two years, and I, you know what? I'm oh, let's hold them accountable. I'm all about it, but I think we really all need to zoom out and realize that Theo was handcuffed the last couple of years that he was in charge, and Jed has been handcuffed the two years that he's been in charge because of the Ricketts' lack of spending and their biblical losses and everything else. So. Well, I agree. Uh, Jed does have a a penchant for wanting everything to go his way. And he wants the best deal and he always wants to win. Um, And I actually think a prime example of that is not trading Contreras uh, because he was so afraid of the public backlash of a small return for a fan favorite. That now he's letting him walk for a compensatory second round pick and it's to a division rival. Um, But I think we need to really hold the rickets more accountable um, than the two guys that have been in charge the last 10, 12 years couldn't agree more though this is a team that prints money this, is, this franchise is historically printed money um, and there should be absolutely zero reason that the Arizona Diamondbacks are gonna outbid the Chicago Cubs for Xander Bogarts if they want them there should be absolutely zero reason the San Francisco the San Francisco Giants should get Carlos Correa just because they whiffed on Aaron judge or arson judge um, so I think that this this uh, this offseason in conjunction with the last offseason, If you look at, in the last two years, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Javier Baez, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa, two times. Um, Who else? Uh, There was a couple other uh, shorts. uh, um, The guy that went to Boston, the Colorado, Trevor Story. Trevor Story. Yeah, you had all of those premier shortstops on a team that desperately needed star power and desperately needed middle infield help before Nico established himself. Then yep. the whiff on those eight or nine players in two years is absolutely unacceptable. Totally. Agree. Absolutely unacceptable. Totally agree. I mean, listen,
1: I, if we're, if we're looking at right now, if we're looking at right now as Jed's tenure with running the team if, and we go back and we say, what are the good moves Jed has made? All right. You could say signing Stroman to a, I would call team friendly deal. You would say signing Saya to what I would call a team-friendly deal. You would say I don't know uh, drafting Matt Mervis. You would say sticking with Nico Warner, sticking with Ian Happ, uh, changing the pitching trajectory, uh, trajectory uh, internally to actually you know start to develop guys like Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, hopefully Niski. You know, we could go on with that list, but that that list needs to uh, improve. Other than that, there there isn't much left in terms of what Jed has actually done. You know, he traded you Darvish for three blowouts and one guy that that might be a decent, might make the major leagues. And Owen uh, Casey, um, he he got rid of Kyle Schwarber for nothing, and he you know traded our best players for guys that you know. Obviously, PCA is a top 100 guy. He'll be a top, hopefully, 10 prospect by the time he's at AAA. But other than that, you know, it, it's not like he totally he totally changed the farm system overall. He did make good moves, but it, it's easy to sell. It, it's easy to, to give away Major League talent to mm-hmm. for guys that could be lottery tickets, right? And I yeah. know people get mad when I say that, but it's true playing professional baseball is playing the lottery. It, it very much is because of how hard it is to get to the major leagues, how hard it is to stay in the major leagues, how hard it is to play baseball in general. So, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, and Jed, Jed needs to prove that he's here for a reason and he's a, you know, listen, if you're playing, if, if you're running a transcendent franchise, you need a transcendent leader. You need a Theo Epstein. And, and I know Theo made some mistakes, but Theo got it done. Theo Theo went into the big meetings and and captured the big fish. He made the moves that had to happen. Sure, he whiffed at the trade deadline. Sure, he made a big mistake signing uh, or trading for Jose Quintana instead of Justin Verlander back in 2017. But but Theo brought us to the best times we've seen as a Cubs franchise, and um, you know Jed Jed needs to prove he can get to that. And and I I, I want to be optimistic, but at the same time, like. Eventually, you need to produce, my man. Eventually, you need
10: to produce. Yeah, agreed. And just the other thing with the core, as they all left, and we're we're just left with with Hendricks, you know, from sixteen. But, you know, I think it's pretty well documented that the Cubs offered Baez more than they signed for. They offered Rizzo more than he eventually ended up signing for. Equal, I guess, maybe a hair over with the Yankees after his second contract here. Yeah. So they did make you know formidable efforts to keep him. Um, Love what everyone did six years ago, but it, it, to me, it's it, it's almost better sometimes just to move on before you get stuck with a super aged roster. I get it. I, yes. get it. I get it. I think
1: there's a balance though. I think there's a balance though, and I, I think you know going going to be fifteenth in payroll two years in a row, in my opinion, if you're the Chicago Cubs, uh, is unacceptable. I agree. I think yeah. we saw that with the Phillies. I'm not saying that the Cubs are going to spend like the Phillies were or you know have as much you know long-term money as the phillies had going into this past season but we we saw what happened i mean listen the amount of times that people tweeted at me throughout the season and said you don't want to spend these these big deals because you'll end up being like the phillies and the phillies went to the world series and almost won the world series That i mean just and made memorable moments for all the fans that they will never forget and that's I mean, let's be honest here, folks. That's why we that's why we're watching this team. We're trying to see something like 2016 again. We're yeah. trying to get hyped up for like when, you know, Pat Hughes made that incredible call when Maggie Montero hits the grand slam uh in the World Series over, you know, into the right field bleachers into the night. It like that's the stuff we're here for. We're not here like correct me if I'm wrong, but we're not here to you know, figure out a math equation or, or try to, you know, make the, the, the best team with the most balanced budget. Like that's not the, the, that's not the goal. The goal is to win. The goal is to make memories. The goal is to cheer about something. The goal is to be excited about something. The goal is to, you know, change the course of uh, Cubs baseball or become one of the most dominant teams. It's not about how much we're going to spend or, or how much we're saving or, you know, the, the deals that we're getting. It's about, it's about, at the end of the day, doing something that no other team has done or no other team is going to do in that given season, meaning winning a championship. And, and that that's the reality of it. And I feel like some fans, not all, not people
10: in here, but I think some fans lose sight of that. Uh, yeah, I agreed. You can get rid of some of that aging core, but you better replace it with somebody. Exactly. That, that whiff last year on all the short stops and... I'm nervous about today and the rest of this week, but appreciate it, Tom. All All I want,
1: I appreciate it. All I want, all I ask is give us a chance. Reallocate that money. Use that money on something else. Use that money in a different way. Don't use that money to go to Tom Ricketts' second boat. Don't use that money for Tom Ricketts' fourth mortgage. Don't use that money for anything else that does not pertain to in-between the white lines at 1060 West Addison. That's the reality of it. That's all I want. Give us a chance. Give us a chance on the field, not in the business office.
2: Yep. All right, well, we'll keep our Appreciate fingers
1: crossed.
2: Fred right, has timing.
1: Uh, we're just hanging out. I gave him the remote, and he loves uh, remote controls. So we're
2: all right, just... will keep it rolling because we've we're got like 175 couch. Cubs fans in here. Yeah. Just... I do have to make
1: dinner soon. I do have to make dinner soon, but I uh... – we can do, like, I don't know, 15 more minutes.
2: All right. Sounds good. All right. So, we're going to go Fontenot, Big Cat Translator, Cody, CHGO, and then uh, hopefully we can get to the rest of you guys. Big Hoss, we'll hopefully get to your pissed rant. All right. Fautenot.
11: Uh Yeah, Dom, thanks for letting us all event cubs in here.
2: Absolutely. Really kind
11: of needed that today. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, just a couple thoughts. Uh, just – with the way that everything's been going, like, you know, the Cubs have got some solid players, but like we've been saying, no stars. Like, Nico yeah. Horner is a good player. Ian Happ's a good player. Seiya Suzuki's a good player. But if those are your three best players, let's be honest, you're not doing anything.
1: Yeah, it's not it. It's not, no, no offense to those guys, but it's just not it.
11: No, not, nothing wrong with them. They're good role players on a really good team, but they're not that star. Yep. So the question is, if it's not Xander Bogart or Carlos Correa, who is it? Who is that guy that can come in and be in the order two through five every day and just, you know, make a difference every single day?
1: Well, then I I feel like if it's not those guys then sure, you could say Brandon Nimmo, but I'd say the same thing. He's he's a good player. I don't think he's a star. I think personally, and I, I'm going to give Jed the benefit of the doubt here, I think if if we were doing the same job, and you're in a position where you have to pick between different players, but you can only get one of those players and each players have different skill set. it's going to change the direction. And it's going to change the formula and the outlook of your team. Meaning that if you can't get a good shortstop, well, then I'm going to say, let's swing it around and try to revamp this, this pitching staff. And compared to maybe putting a lot of, uh, putting a lot of pressure on Justin Steele to be a two, maybe a one, going into 2023, you know, why don't we go get Carl sort Why don't we go out and get another starting pitcher? Why don't we go out and really try to like become a legit starting staff? And I'm not saying you're going to neglect what happens on the offensive end, but maybe this isn't the off season that you address those needs because you simply didn't address the needs or you failed at addressing the needs. Uh, So that's what I kind of see. If we don't get a shortstop and we very well could not get a shortstop. Like I, I know we're all like saying now, like, okay, Dansby, like we kind of have it locked up. Like if we don't get Correa, let's not fool ourselves in thinking that's a guarantee. Um, I would just expect the Cubs to kind of change course and find new guys and probably find new guys on the different side of the ball, meaning, you know, obviously the mound uh, and, and I don't want to say revamp, but really, you know, bolster this starting rotation or bolster the bullpen or, you know, if you're going out and trying to make a trade, I know Jed said specifically they're not focused on the trade market right now. Maybe you try to, you know, shore it up that way. Uh, whatever it is, I, I think things are going to change if they don't get a shorts up, and they very well could not get a shorts up. I
11: don't want that to be the case, but it could happen. Yeah, the the thing with Dansby too is he not kind of in that Nimo category where I mean he is a very good player. I'm not saying it'd be a bad signing, but it feels like we like is he a two through five hitter on a really good no, team? Or he's is he more of no, a he's six not. No, he's not.
1: No, he's, he's like a running gun, seven hitter, you know, run into something. Um, You know, he's going to get cold. He's going to strike out a lot. He's not a guy that's going to grind at bats out. He's not a guy that you're going to look to, you know, at the end of the game to get a big knock or, you know, really, you know, set the tone offensively at the beginning of the game. He's not that guy. He could, he could very well, if you looked at the stats, I know I, uh, or the, the, the map of his hits. In 2022, laid over the federal landmark, he easily could have had 30, 32 tanks at the federal landmark. Granted, I know the wind's playing a factor, but he could be a guy that could slug 500. I just don't think that's what you want in the middle of the lineup. We saw Javi, for as much as we loved Javi, and I'm not saying he's Javi bias, but when you're striking out as much as Javi was striking out, Danzeby's kind of doing the same thing. And I've always thought with this, you know, new Cubs team, I feel like Jed would, sway away from that, trying to go contact heavy. That's why you saw the magical deal. That's why you saw the emphasis on Nico Horner. That's why you saw some of the other moves that were made. Um, I feel like that would be something that uh, would deter Jed, but obviously he's a great defender. You know, he could could lock down shortstop and, and really create a defensive advantage with Nico and Dansby there. Um, But it it does, it does smell a little bit Jason Haywardy to me. And I know that's something, whether it's the Ricketts family Jed, Theo, every single Cubs fan, we know that that's something that really scares uh, all of us into getting into that situation again.
11: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Just kind of uh, one final thought. Just You brought up kind of Jed and Theo. Just kind of the difference I see between them, whereas like, with Theo, it's like if he wanted a guy, you know, he was getting that guy. Exactly. You know, regardless. Jed, it seems like he more wants somebody to fall on his lap. And if we're talking about a John Lester-type signing, those are guys you have to go and get. They're not just going to come to you and fall on
9: your
1: lap. You need to get it. I feel like the one guy, I feel like the last guy, and I honestly think this is what drove Theo out of town. I think that the last guy that he didn't get or the one guy he didn't get was Bryce Harper. And I think at that moment in time, that was going into the, what, 20? That was going into the 2019 season. I think after that, that's when Theo decided, I'm done here. Like if we can't go after Bryce Harper in the middle of our competitive window, what are we doing here? And I, I truly think that's what uh, drove Theo out. I, I Listen, I know we said 10 years at one spot. I know we stayed true to that, but you get Bryce Harper, you change the complexity of what the Chicago Cubs would have been moving forward. You'd have a bona fide superstar that is undeniably one of the best players at his position. And then you, then you can really figure out, all right, What am I going to do with Anthony Rizzo? What am I going to do with Chris Bryant? You know, like you feel like you have something to, you you feel like you need to keep something around Bryce Harper. And that extends, you know, the time uh, of the team, but it also, you can, you can uh, play matchups in terms of who you're going to trade, who you're going to keep and how you're going to, you know, continue to add to the team in different ways. And I feel like that was the last time, or that was the time where Theo probably looked in the mirror and said, and again, I hope this changes. I, I hope we don't continue to operate this way. I feel like that was the time where where Theo was like, "All right, I, I can't like I know I've won with this guy, but we can't win this way if the Ricketts family is gonna uh, is gonna operate like this." And we saw how that played out, and that's why we haven't won a World Series since 2017. But I'm sorry, we haven't won a playoff game since
11: 2017. Yep, 100% agree. Ricketts dropped the ball on that one. Drop
1: the ball, totally.
11: All right, thanks for your time, Dom. Shit. Appreciate it. Thanks, Fodno, for making a comeback.
2: Um, I think we... Oh, Big Cat Translator, then Cody.
12: Dom, well, I'm going to say something that's going to piss you off, bro. I'm
2: going to say it.
12: You just got to bear with me for a sec. Let me yeah. what is say it? my piece. For some reason, man, this Contreras thing is not sitting well with me, and he's sort of fucking dead to me after this point. Part of my language, man, but... Like, there is something about that thing. And we're all – everyone's sad on Twitter, but I'm more pissed, man. Because if you think players don't have, like, some voice in these decisions, you're out of your mind. So, I don't know if it's sort of like an F you to the organization or what it is, man, but, like, something about that's not sitting right. Because you got to be crazy to think other teams didn't make offers, too. And I can't imagine the Cardinals went above and beyond the offer. So, I – I get it. Something about it, dude. It's sort of like – so, I I already bought my tickets for his uh, game, May 8th. Cards, Cubs, man. 7 o'clock on a Monday night. I bought it, and I'm there to give him the finger, bro. I'm pissed, man. I, this guy just—I don't know, man. All we hey, he did was support listen, him. And I'm love not going to tell you
1: how to fan. I'm not going to tell you how to how to act. I'm just going to tell you how I'm going to react. I don't necessarily share the same vitriol, but I'm not going to lie in saying that I think, like I've said before, I think uh, Wilson could go full heel, like full, full fu. I'm, not necessarily to the fans, but to Jed, to Tom. To you know, maybe the other decision makers up in the, uh, in the you know, um, in the office. Like I, I, can definitely see that happening. And if hey, if you want to feel that way, you can feel that way. I'm not going to tell you any different. I do appreciate Wilson, but I do think there is probably a part where he's saying, "Listen, Wilson is an energy guy. Wilson's a motivating guy. Wilson's a guy that's going to run through a brick wall for you, or he's going to run through a brick wall to try to destroy you." Right. And I just think at the end of the day, that very well could be part of his decision. Sure. He got paid. Well, he got paid handsomely, but it also could be, you know what? You guys didn't think I could catch in this division. You didn't think I was worth it. I'm going to show you for the next five years. I can totally see it. And you know what? If he does do it, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cheer him on. I'm not, I'm not going to say that at all, but at least, that's something that I can at least appreciate him having the motivation to try to stick it to those guys. I hope it doesn't happen, but I can at least, I, I, I understand it to an extent. I understand it to an extent, but again, I'm not going to tell you how a fan. I'm not going to tell you how you should feel about the guy. I, I do believe they're probably, you're probably right there. There is probably something to it in terms of him wanting to stick it to this team. I get it. Was it you who tweeted out that uh you said it's going to be, sad to, or
12: hard to like cheer against him now or something like that was that you cheer against him? <laughs> yeah somebody I, maybe it wasn't you but somebody posted like it's gonna be tough to root against him now being on the cards and stuff man but like i I'm, mean I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he haywards i'm hoping he haywards out and just literally can't do anything <laughs> man and just gets out of here
1: how about listen i i'll say this like i think it's very i mean not necessarily the exact same situation but i think it's similar to you know, Dexter Fowler, and I remember kind of making fun of Dexter when he left the Cubs in 2000 – what, that was – he he left in 2016? He left after the World Series? The, 17, yeah, yeah right 17? after. Awesome. Uh, um, I remember kind of making fun of him because he had that clip where he's on Sports Center and the Cardinals had a terrible season, in, and I think it was Hannah Storm that asked him, "What you know, why did you go to the Cardinals? What are you excited about? And he's kind of like sitting there looking around like, I don't really know, I just kind of got paid. Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be something like that, and I don't remember myself really cheering for Dexter Fowler at all.
12: Right, uh, that's what I mean. Like Dexter's yeah. no, Wilson not, was like no, gonna, KB Rizzo no. era.
1: I'm not like that kind of. I'm not going to cheer him on. I'm not going to cheer him on, and I will. I guess in a sense, I will cheer against him because I don't want the Cardinals to win. I, I'm not looking for Wilson Contreras to have good games against the Chicago Cubs. So no, if I'm if technically speaking, you are correct. I, I'm not going to be cheering for Wilson Contreras, and I will be actively cheering for the Cubs to defeat the Cardinals and Wilson Contreras' efforts to win the game. All day, bro. Yep, Yep. I'm with you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. Take it easy.
0: Have a good one.
2: Next, we have – I'm losing track of all these names now. It's got to be Cody. i got two more in me. All right, it's got to be Cody. 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 What's up, Dom? Can you hear me? What's up,
0: my man? Cody, I actually thought you were the last caller. (laughs) And I was uh, like man Cody is aggressive today I like dude Cody he, it. <laughs> I will
7: say that he he did come in like he did come in hot and I was like wow okay like someone's on my level now right
1: <laughs> I thought that was you Cody I was like man <laughs> Cody is feeling it today
7: Dude like I, I I'll say this I, I'm fucking exhausted like from this entire week this entire off season already like you know yeah you know, having to watch the playoffs and then, you know, we, you know, free agency officially opens and then literally nothing happens. We're picking up miles master bony or whatever his fucking name is from the rays. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I am legitimately exhausted. And so like, you know, last night I think I hit a high point that I haven't felt in a while uh, after Bellinger and, you know, just the possibility of maybe getting two of the three shortstops and then Judge signs this morning, and that makes me realize, okay, now the Giants are going to jump in in this. The Padres might jump into this. and like... I mean,
1: the Padres, well, Cody, i mean to cut you off. The Padres are ridiculously in this. Like, the fact right. that they are dropping the amount of money or they're offering the amount of money is incredibly scary. And, like, I don't know if they – like, I feel like they are all or nothing where they are truly trying to get the best players. They're trying to make an all-star team and maybe that helps the Cubs where they don't feel Dansby Swanson is one of those guys. But, like, they are so all-in to truly, like, fully go at it.
7: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's wild. Now, you know, based off sitting here, I've been listening to everyone talk over the last, like, 40 minutes or so. Like, everyone's, like, mentioned about, like, how the, you know, Jed has to win this bidding war with all the – with whoever, with Correa or whoever. I mean, it's pretty wild to me that – the Padres offered Judge more money, and he still went back to the Yankees. Yeah, and and Trey Turner took less to go to the Philadelphia. Yeah, and I know a lot of it had to do with their spring training site being in Florida, and that he's best friends with Bryce Harper. Like I get that, but so so like on one hand, like yes, like the Cubs should be spent should be doing whatever it takes to get Correa or or, or I, honestly, I don't care if if Swanson is one like because to me, Swanson is better than than anyone else that the Cubs have at the position outside of corner, obviously. Like I, yeah. I understand the pessimism behind it, but to me it's like all about getting good baseball players. Right. So, yeah. you know, whether it's, it's one of the two or fucking around and getting them both, like, like to me, it's, it's, I, I don't know, like, because, because judges off the board now, now I'm getting afraid. And like, at this point I'm like, why hasn't Correa signed with the Cubs yet? Because like, now that, because I thought he wasn't going to sign until after Judge came off the board, and now we've been almost a full day and he's still out there and haven't really heard an update, except for at least on the shortstops, except for Bogart's perhaps going back to the Red Sox. Now it's considered momentum. Like, I'm just very, I guess I'm at a point of confusion of like where the market is, and it's exhausting, dude. Like, because, yeah. because again, yesterday I was, I was thinking, you know, w- especially after what Tom said with, you know, letting, you know, spend whatever you got to do, whatever. And I agree with you. He shouldn't like that. I wish he wouldn't have said that. Like at this point, because like, if you're saying it now, then why didn't you say it the last four years, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, if, if that's, if, if what Jed is saying, or what Tom said is true, the checkbook is open and all this. And, 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 and Correa is there and whatever. like, I am just, I'm at a point of confusion. And and like I said, it's exhausting. So like, that's where I'm at uh, mentally, I guess with this situation, like I, I am at a point where I just need the Chicago Cubs to sign a major, major, major free agent. And maybe, maybe I'm being a little selfish and just like, you know, begging for it at this point. But like, I, I feel like this should have been done already. (laughs) And, 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 and it hasn't, it's not done. And, Maybe I don't know how the market works enough. Like I, I don't know. I'm just a fan here, but it's it's just so uh, it's been very frustrating to read about these other guys going places and you know the Cubs while getting Tyon and and Bellinger is great. Like those moves are only great if if the Cubs can get Swanson or Correa, in my opinion. And I think everyone yeah, agrees with that. So like yeah, man. Like it's it's just very trying time. I think for all of us, and and it's like it is like it is time for this team to fucking like take that next step, man. Like right. they have like I know you're not high on the farm system, but like they do have some guys that I think if you put a some star power in on this roster, of course, they could they could totally play well in the, in the given role that they have, and then obviously have some solid major leaguers. Like there's no reason, there's no reason that this team can at least be in the wild card chase next year if you sign. One or two stars to go with the guys you already have, and then add in some some veteran bullpen arms that no one's ever heard of that they throw in the pitch lab and they fucking figure it out. You know what yeah. I mean? I agree. Like,
2: it's Fred, just that, what's that's up? where we're at. I th- I think this is this is a good point for it to transition out. We have like hundreds of thousands. There's only one Cody, but there's hundreds of thousands of Cody's around Chicago right now, waiting to come back to Wrigley Field, pissed off, wanting to see some <laughs> players. Let's say you're locked in a room with Jed heading into these conversations these recruiting meetings how are you hyping them up to bring in the best talent for these cubs fans next summer
1: honestly i feel like the number one like i'm at the point now where you know i felt like when i felt like when theo came in theo was honest about the team and But he also kind of bet on himself and saying that I know how we're going to figure this out. I know that we are going to make this team, but we're going to rebuild and we are going to, you know um, you know, make this team right again. But with doing so they put themselves in a hole where they really need to climb out of. And, and Theo said multiple times, multiple times, I didn't know if this was going to work out going back before they signed, uh, drafted Chris Bryant in 2013. I didn't know if this was necessarily work going to work out. It wasn't necessarily looking like we were succeeding in the minor leagues. And I feel like there's some there's like some fear with that. And I feel like in a way, Jed and maybe I'm wrong, because I don't know what it's like to be Jed right now, but I feel like there's some like fear or there's some there's there's a, a motivation or an intensity or an eagerness to really like get this done now. I almost feel like Jed Knows that he is, he has the position locked up, but I don't think that should be the case. Jed, your time is now. I've said it multiple times. You have two years. The reason you have two years, because the last two years we've been garbage. And the fact that you said this was not going to be a rebuild going back to, uh, after the 2021 trade deadline, you said this wasn't going to be a rebuild. The rebuild earlier, a decade earlier, was 13. 14 I'm sorry 12 13 and 14 we can't have another uh, season like this and the fact that you are tinkering on another season if we look at our roster right now is not good and if it's that position and you're going into 2024 and you haven't won anything yet and you've been in charge for the last whatever three four years and you've been here for the last decade plus 12 years whatever it is and the fact that you can't get this done People are just going to start calling for your job. And people are going to be very vocal about it. I'll be vocal about it. And I'll say, Jed, if you can't figure this out already, let's get someone in here that actually is. Let's get a guy, and I'm not saying we should get Dave Dombrowski, but let's get a guy that actually wants to win. Let's let's get a guy that's actually going to play at the top of the market. Let's get a guy that's actually going to close deals. Let's get a guy that is actually going to persuade guys to come here instead of, you know, get the bargain or the great deal or the, you know, shopping on the clearance rack every single off season that's not what we're here for that that's absolutely not what we're here for and we don't want to be looked at as like one of these like old-time college football powerhouses that can't get the recruits anymore and can't win games but we have this like tradition that we that we value so much but in the reality of it the rest of the league doesn't fear us or think we're actually serious or think we can actually compete i don't want to be that in terms of I don't want to be that team in terms of the landscape of Major League Baseball. I don't want to be the, and I don't mean to offend any fans here, but I don't want to be the Nebraska Cornhuskers of Major League Baseball. I want to go out and actually compete for the World Series every year. I want to go out and be the team that can actually, you know, uh, handle the free agent market and actually entice big players to come here. I, I don't want to be the, you know, second tier or the, you know, uh, Disneyland of Major League Baseball or the Disneyland of you know North American uh, sports stadiums. That, that, that's not why we're here. We're here to win championships. <laughs> we're here to be the best team. We're here to actually compete for a World Series every single year. Not, you know, uh, all right, hey, like let's look at the Ivy and let's look at 1060 West Addison, which I do and which I very much love. But that's coupled with the fact that I still believe that the Cubs can be good again but I don't want to have to each off season or each season, you know, reflect back and say, man, like, remember how it used to be, or or we can do it again because we used to do it. But the reality right now is we're not doing it. And I don't, you know, Tyon, Bellinger, nice signings, but we're not doing it yet. We're not, we're not doing it yet. And in this division, we should absolutely be competing and winning and steamrolling and dominating and humiliating teams like, the Reds, the Pirates, the Brewers, and then handing it to the Cardinals at the end of the season every single year that went to win the NL Central. That's how it should happen, and and there's no one that can tell me otherwise. And I'm not going to apologize for saying it.
7: Yeah, no, you're completely right, man. Like it's 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 been a very frustrating time since you know the transition from Theo to Jed, and like you know, I'm I'm with you. You've given him that that leash or whatever, and like I guess I've Given him more, I guess I've given him more credit than most people. The thing is, is like the reason I feel like I've done that is because I feel like the only thing that's ever held him back is just ownership, giving him the money to do whatever he wants to do with it. Um, I
12: hear
7: you. But in certain instances, like last offseason, it's like, well, you made all you made the moves for Strowman and, and Suzuki, but you didn't get Correa. And like if you got Correa, who knows what would have happened last season? I don't know if they. He probably wouldn't have done much of anything anyway, considering where the roster was at the time. But you at least have some sort of, like, foundation, I feel like, right? And Yeah. um, That's the thing. like, And, like, now, like, I think the thing now that's even more big is the fact that the Cubs have let all these things come out at the winter meetings about how they're going to spend and Tom giving Jed the okay to spend and then we're going to do whatever it takes to put a good team out there. If they flop again on these shortstops, they better have a really good backup plan, or else better. Cubs convention, or else Cubs convention might as well be canceled. And yeah. like they're gonna they're gonna even they're gonna be calling even more people for season tickets.
0: It's,
1: like, I mean, it, yeah, it's gonna be you know it, it's gonna be like the White Sox not having a convention this year. Listen. As you know, we've talked about it a lot, expectations have changed. They just have, and it's it's the reality of sports. And I feel like even going back eight years ago, I don't think we were as well-versed on the different resources that, that teams had and, and the different right. you know budgets that teams had and how the, the landscape of Major League Baseball is a lot different if you are in Pittsburgh or <laughs> if you're in New York, right? And I just think we weren't aware of that, and now – now you see the game plan being played throughout Major League Baseball. And basically Jed and Theo made that game plan, made, made the, the tanking uh, game plan in Major League Baseball. And, and Jed said it, you can't run it back. You can't do it every single year. You can't use the same playbook. But I still think, you know, you got to be able to, to diversify how you build a team. And I don't want Jed to pigeonhole himself. Uh, as a guy that that can only build a team from the absolute ground up a a guy that can't build on the fly a guy that can't be creative a guy that can't be aggressive a guy that Mm -hmm. can't put some risk on the table uh and and really you know try to make a big difference instead of just playing it safe and and seeing what happens every year
7: yeah no, no doubt i completely agree it's like You know, we sit here and we try to compare, like, oh, is this the 2013 or 2014 Cubs compared to 2015? And, like, just the way that the team is built, it's completely different. I mean, they're trying to build the farm system with pitching. But in the first rebuild, it was all about the bats. And so, like, that's why I haven't really been too high on the Cubs getting any major arms this winter meetings. Um, But... Yeah, like now they have to spend to get some bats to go with this upcoming pitching that they keep boasting about that's, you know, you that they that they believe in. So yeah, like they got it, they got to get one one or two of these shortstops. I I don't know. I'm done with the rumor tweets, man. Like I can't take them anymore. All they do is give me anxiety. Um yeah, I, mean, I try the,
1: not the, I mean, I try not to I, I luckily enough I feel like I have a good uh, support system that will that will send me tweets uh, some <laughs> of our morale admin uh, yeah that that send me tweets during the day that, that kind of keep me updated because I can't I agree I can't do the same thing I can't continue to scroll and scroll and scroll and, and refresh and refresh I can't do it right all right man well I appreciate uh, it Cody always a pleasure talking I hope
7: you have a, a good uh, you know rest of your holiday season and hopefully we're talking about someone, man. Hopefully oh, someone.
1: Next time we do this, hopefully in a few days, we're talking about someone big and we're talking about how Jed actually got it done.
2: Absolutely, man. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Cody. All right, Fred, you want to take us out?
0: Um,
2: Just so you know, there was there was like about 200 people this whole time yeah, in here.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a great turnout, and I appreciate everyone uh, joining I, We're I, hungry. I feel like i have been pretty clear. I, I feel like, I feel like I've been, I feel like I've been in an honest and I'm giving you my true thoughts about what, what has to happen. I, again, if you disagree with me, let me know. Um, I just feel like now's the time. I, I think in every single career, whether it's a big league career uh, from a player, manager, GM, president of baseball operations, you got to take a swing. You got to take a big swing. You got to take a, you got to make a decisive decision. You can't always, you know, try to find a diamond in the rough with a Jake Arrieta and Pedro stroke trade. And, 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 and and finding guys that like, uh, finding guys at the end of their career, like John Lackey, that, that pitch in big games or, you know, finding the Chris Coglins that, that fill a, you know, three spot in the, in your lineup for a couple months when you need it most, like you need to go out and get the John Lester's. You need to go out and get the you Darvish's, even though we had a tough time here, but he ended up being an ace. You need to go out and get the Ben Zobris that can really put your team over the top. And I'm not saying we're at a position to put our team over the top, but we need some good players here. We we need some guys that can get it done. We need some formidable big leaguers. We need, we need a, a guy on the the roster that had an OPS over 800 last year, right? Like you look at it right now and, and I'm sorry, but it's a worse roster yeah. right now than it was last year. It, it just was because you're losing your best offensive player. And yeah, sure. You got tie on, but you know, he's a three or four starter that drew smiley probably could have the same production. So I just want to be careful about, you know, the things you're adding when you're forgetting about the things you're subtracting. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll obviously be here for the entirety of it. And uh, hopefully the next time we talk, we're talking about Carlos Correa on the Cubs, or we're talking about Dansby Swanson on the Cubs, plus a pitcher and plus a, you know, outfield um, or a DH type, whatever it may be. Or we're talking about the Cubs actually truly adding to win instead of adding just the, you know, get a headline or, or, or get a, you know, bargain deal, whatever it may be. Um, I'm hoping that happens. And I appreciate all the feedback support and takes. They've been fantastic tonight. Um, and, and we'll do this again soon once we find out what the Cubs are going to do at the shortstop position.
2: Cubs in four, not leaving. Cubs
1: four. I appreciate it, everybody. God bless you and your family. Have a great night.
2: See red, boot up.